It's me, Mario. Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one Italian plumber and one stone block talk about video games. My name is Newman. You couldn't give us Mario and Luigi. <laughs> no, Luigi. Literal in this game. Literal brothers. Uh, and my name is Yusuf. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Good idea. <laughs> Hello. Um, first of all, accept my ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand humble apologies for being late in this podcast. Um, well, I say late, but we're giving it to you for free, so you should be thankful anytime you get it. But, um, you know, we just had life going on, COVID going on. We're down on a second lock, third lockdown at this stage, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so we're not doing it in person again, uh, again anymore. So, uh, but listen, we're back and we're giving you a cold classic, one of the best retro games of all time. Yes. In fact, probably one of the best games of all time in my top five. No, in my top three. What is it, Yusuf? It is Mario 64 on the N64. Yes. What does N stand for, Yusuf? Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Just so people get an image of what I'm looking at, Yusuf has a a posture corrector on him. He's slanted over. He's slanted to the side. And there's a mirror behind him. So it looks like I've been interrogated by a person who runs security who thinks he's a cop. But isn't like guards from the office who keeps his phone in in his holster. This is, gun. this is a reference Newman made before we started recording the podcast, and um, I said I don't watch the office, so I didn't get it. So he obviously wanted to make that joke again for somebody else to get the reference. Yeah, but see, between then and now, you put the light on, so it's like even more. Like you made me put the light on. I didn't want because it was too dark. It was too dark. It's like three o'clock of the day. It's really sunny. Yeah, I know. It's not three o'clock. It's ten past four and it's Ireland, which means it's basically night time. Um, Posture corrector, it sounds like it is that, but it sounds like I'm wearing a big metal brace. It's something which just helps (laughs) helps me, helps my posture be better, you know? Got to look after yourself. Yeah, I'd love to get one. Yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. I got on Amazon for like like 25 quid, especially because you're the same as me. You sit at a desk all day. That's true. Yeah. Do you do you use use it when you're working? Uh, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, I didn't. I being able to kind of get used to it. Um, I think, and also because, um, because I mean, you're similar enough, but maybe you don't. This doesn't bother you because we're both quite tall. Like sometimes, if I'm standing up full length, I feel like I'm standing too tall. I feel like I'm almost doing it to get attention. You know, it's just like it's unnatural. Yeah. It's like no, like uh, so. This is kind of be like actually no. This is a normal way to stand. Actually, with your shoulders back, it is is normal. Um, it, yeah. because things look weird from up there doesn't mean it's wrong. Basically, yeah, that's true. I'd like to get one, but unfortunately, you know, Brexit happened. So Amazon UK, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm I'm still in Ireland, by the way, people, because I cannot fly back because the borders are closed. So. Uh, they, w- they wouldn't let you back in now anyway, so... It would, I mean, right now, I don't want to go back. Yes, you know, yeah. let's get off COVID <laughs> straight away. Yeah, hey, yeah, forget about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about video games today, as always. Delighted yes. to be back. Sorry again for, for the delay. Um, how, what have you been doing, Yusuf? How are you? Uh, I've been good. I've been playing games. I've been enjoying Christmas. It's been quite nice. I've been eating 
constantly and I've been loving it. Um, As have I. That made. Uh, chocolate cake you made was unbelievable. Oh, yes. The ham was unbelievable. Uh, listeners, I'm really impressed by Yusuf's cooking skills. I have to say he made a fantastic Christmas ham and <laughs> uh, Terry's chocolate orange cheesecake. Fabulous. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it this year. I've never glazed anything before and now I'm all about glazing. Now I want to glaze everything. Yeah. Um, it just made the ham absolutely delicious. Um, so you're just painting flavor on something. It's great. Give it a go. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that. We, we made four desserts this year. We had cheesecake. We had apple crumble cake. We had jelly. It wasn't, we had it wasn't really apple crumble. It was apple crumble cake. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a cake. There was no crumble involved. It was a soft, moist cake. There was a lot of crumble. There's loads of bits. No. Um, so I've been enjoying that and I've been um, thankfully oh well making the, the best of this been playing a lot of video games um, well one game I've been playing a lot of I got one for Christmas I'm playing, playing and just finished yesterday Yakuza 0 ah okay and your uh, your your review quick review brilliant good. really okay. good um, so it's the first Yakuza game I've ever played um, and like originally we were thinking maybe we might have done this podcast last week but we, we didn't kind of with Christmas and New Year um, I, w- I was going to like to tell you loads of stuff about what I've been really enjoying about it and the storyline but having played more of it I now don't want to tell you anything because I cannot believe how good the storyline is it's like a great TV yes. drama or a great film excellent I can't wait to play it I love anything set in Japan so it's really good you've, you've played a Yakuza game before haven't you yeah, but I wasn't crazy on it. It was a bit samey for me. Which one was it? Which one it was? No. I honestly don't remember. Um, don't know. Because I think there's like seven of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and a lot of them have been released re- relatively recently, haven't they? Every um, time I look up game news, it's like Yakuza, Yakuza, something else, you know. Yeah, they t- they do tend to come out. They tend to come out pretty quickly. I think so because this is my first one, and this was one that came out. It's a prequel, but it came out quite late in the development of all the others. Um, it means that they've already had a lot of stuff because it's kind of based around these different Yakuza families and in the same parts of Japan. So maybe if you played six other games of them, it would seem a bit samey and it wouldn't kind of do that. Whereas the one I picked up already had a lot of the features into it. Um, mm. And it's great. Yeah. And if you love Japan, like, you know, it's, it's set in different parts of Japan. So you can just, you can go around and recognizable restaurants and the food and the culture and the shops and the layout it's it's so detailed excellent yeah i love rice i think i meant <laughs> to be a japanese person because i could eat rice for every single meal and i can eat rice plain you know my <laughs> wife can't do it i love it i'll just you know i love rice and i've been watching uncle roger videos oh yeah i saw funny yeah that the yeah. uncle roger uh, rice video made me uh look up how to cook rice differently and i started doing it <laughs> good also your own natural asian heritage uh would also mean why you would quite like rice that's true <laughs> not just think, that's not uh yeah that's 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 less the far east though just more the east yeah but the, a lot of places eat rice mm, true true um, can't beat a good biryani right biryani is possibly the best meal ever created by anyone ever i disagree Oh, uh, Okonomiyaki is. Okonomiyaki. It's like a Japanese kind of like pancake thing with all the stuff fried into it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Okay, I've heard of it actually, yeah. yeah. yeah it's really, Let's really good. It. 
What is that? Um, pork or something? You can have loads of different things with it. There's, there's a wide variety. It's got a couple of different meats in it. It's really good. There's a couple of places in London that do them. Um, and they, they cook it on the thing right in front of you and they like flip it around. It's very, really good. Yeah, um, right. yeah so I'm that. Oh, I saw I saw a local celeb the other day, by the way. Oh, yeah? Who, Bono? No. but An, an Irish musical celeb, though. Um, a little bit more local. Uh, no idea. Walking through St. Anne's Park, Damien Dempsey. Ah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is. He's also fucking massive. He is massive. I think he was into boxing before or something. Yeah, he did. He did. But height as well. I think he's like 6'3". He's definitely taller than me. Well, with a voice that powerful, you've got to have a big chest. And I'd say he has a big chest. Yeah, he's no, he's a he's a he's a big fella. Um, yeah, so I'm just walking walking through uh, on this nice day. It didn't bother him though because you know I don't want to be wrecking his head. You sure it was him? Pretty positive, yeah. I mean, he's a kind of a generic looking guy, really. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I was looking. He walked past me, so I got like a decent view of him. But um, I guess I could be wrong. Okay. Right, um, yeah, so you, you didn't even say hello, no. No, I'll leave him alone. I'll enjoy his day off. You know. Okay. Uh, what about you? Have you been playing anything? Uh, I've been playing Mario Party 2 and Mario Kart 64 with you. Yes, we have. And who's won almost all of those games and who has sworn off those games while we were playing them? <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> but, you know, when you win two stars from hidden blocks in one game... That's outrageous. And Mario Kart 64, it's a horrible game. Oh. Double Dash. Double Dash is where it's at. Double Dash is perfect. Perfect game. I know what you're thinking, listener, that is Newman not this guy who spent this entire series of podcasts talking about how great Mario Kart was and older games were and old Mario Party games. They were the best. Um, you are right, but also he's been saying that for about 25 years before the podcast, he's been saying it all the time. Then we take it out and we play it over Christmas before lockdown. And for the first time in my life, because as a little kid, of course your bigger brother wins, I beat him at the games and now he's saying they're not good. They're actually shit. <laughs> they've never actually you, been that much fun. Hold on a minute. You didn't like beat me many times in Mario Kart. I beat you as many times as you beat me. Um, I don't know. You might that. have hit me just slightly at Mario Party, but that was because of your hidden block agenda. No, that I've beaten you almost every time we played at Mario Party. No, I thrashed then, you the other day with Donkey Kong, and then you stormed off. <laughs> you stormed off on that one when when I, I was trying to t- storm off. You did. I was trying to tell you that we unlocked a new level, and you thought I was joking, and I was gloating, and you walked off. Yeah, because you started by gloating, and that's when I started walking off, and that was because I had to go home. Break. I was like, no, seriously, anyway, when we won, you're like, bye. <laughs> right. Those are the only games I've played. I played a bit of uh, Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. Yes. It's okay. I'm not crazy about it so far, but it's decent. Why um, not? What else did I play? Um, I don't know. I was expecting something else for some reason. I don't know. I was expecting there to be a lot more. I just, I guess I was expecting to be more than Crash Bandicoot game. <laughs> don't know what but, you um, did then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I figured 25 years would, would give them time to implement new things, which I'm sure they have, but I'm kind of only at the very beginning. But it's good. It is. You don't good. want but changes, though. You want the same game. No. No. Nope. Stop with your narrative, will you? Get, it's get not a narrative. Catchphrase there. If you, were, if you were, you know, one of those action figures that had three phrases, that would be one of yours. Newman likes all things. Yeah, and yours would be, it was better back then. <laughs> 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 All right, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Right. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing, you know. Um, so you haven't played any new games, no? Fortunately not. Ghost of, Ghost of Shishima. Yes. I can't say that quickly. Ghost of Shishima. Um, it's still in its uh, film coating, so I have to... Uh, I have to unglaze it like I did the ham, and uh, <laughs> and play that soon. I'm um I just just uh, before we started this, I opened up the plastic off Resident Evil uh, Seven or Biohazard. Um, I'm going to play that, and I'm absolutely shitting myself, and I cannot wait to play it. Good, you gonna play it tonight? Yeah, Very I don't, but not before it gets too dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggest you do play at least not VR. I mean, you know, it'd be worse if it was VR, much worse. I would, I would love, I would love you to play this, and I would love to be there the entire time. Um, There's no way I wouldn't play this in VR for any money. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous, but for I wouldn't, I just wouldn't do it for you know, it'd take a lot of money. But even not VR, I just, I'd love to see your reaction because I've seen um, a lot of stuff about this. Um, I've seen like playthroughs of it and everything. So I know some things that happen for it. I've, I haven't seen it in a while. And I want to, you know, try to forget what I, you know, so it's going in and it's new. But, it, you know, the, the first person, the fact they've gone back a bit old school with the proper survival horror that's meant to be, not the actiony ones, which are, which are great as well. Mm. Um, I'm quite terrified and I cannot wait. It'd be brilliant. You should be. You oh. should be. Um, all right. Well, do you want to get into some news then? I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. No news. Nothing happened. <laughs> there you got is. No news. I've got a little bit of news, but basically nothing. Because no, no, everyone's been off for Christmas. Everyone's been closed for COVID. Like you look it up, there are still people are kind of talking about cyberpunk a little bit, but that's kind of it. There's nothing huge has really happened. Little bits more were released about Super Mario Land in, in Japan and everything, but mm-hmm. um, not not nothing that big. A um, couple of inter- of people being off actually. Yeah, I was working New Year's Eve, all right, and I got a toy for my daughter, or Santa did, which was a oh no, my son, sorry, which was a toy tractor. Yeah, made in France, and big emblazoned decoration on the box, a uh, toy tractor. And I was like, okay, great, yeah, you know, I'll try this. Got it. No instructions in the box. No instructions online. Had to email the company. We're not back working until the 11th. So I've been sitting on this thing for two more than two weeks now, unable to make it because the company's decided to close for feckin' three weeks. Oh, that's mad. Get back yeah, get back to work. <laughs> I, uh, I had a similar thing. I, I was telling you about this. So I got a little... Um, I don't know if I should give them... I want to name it. I'm going to name them because I'm going to give out about them because I think they're taking the piss. Oh, yeah, I got this little, that's what the show is. Elise's uh, or Elise's V Mini uh, MIDI keyboard thing, MIDI c- c- controller keyboard, which is really cool. My lovely fiance got it for me, uh, and I've been playing around, learning little bits of it, um, and messing around. It's really good fun. So you get it, and you sign up, and you get free software with it. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, you you bought the thing, so I went on to try and get the free software, and it was saying if you've got this latest update of uh, for a Mac, if you've got an Apple MacBook then you know here's the faq for you know okay this is weird so i went and i downloaded it and it wouldn't work it said it's not compatible so i went to try and find the latest one and they've like oh if you've got this os click on this link i clicked on it and instead of saying how to get around it 
it started off by going, you know what? A lot of times nowadays, updates aren't really necessary. So we recommend you don't update. Just, are you taking the piss? And this OS has been out for months and months. They just, it seems like they paid somebody to make the software and don't want to pay them to keep doing it again. I've, and it's not because it's old, uh, like the keyboard's old and, they, and they've stopped doing it. They just haven't done it for this. And their answer, instead of making it work, is say, you know, you don't really need to update. Updates don't do very much. Misers. Yeah. Well, I think all the antivirus companies would disagree with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I can't use it. I can't, well, I can't use it with that software. I can, I'm, I've got GarageBand and other shite, so I'm using them with that uh, and do whatever. But I just think that's an absolute piss take. Um, yes, yeah. Anyway, sorry, let me get back to some news. Speaking yes. of musical news, uh, mm. I'm very happy for this, that the Persona 5 soundtrack has been put on officially on Spotify, which is really good. Oh, great. I highly recommend you give it a listen to man. It's brilliant. Oh, you know? I will. After yeah. your, your song that you played during our whatever episode it was. Yeah. It sounded fabulous. It's great, like, especially if you're you, like like Yakuza. It's all very Japanese centric and everything, and you know it's about living in uh, modern day Japan. So it just it gets to that sound of, of that culture, which is really really good. Um, so before we kind of up there in little bits, but it was hard to get the full thing because it wasn't officially there. But uh, earlier on this week, they officially put it up. So I'd give that a go. Um, Nintendo have acquired the developers that, that are behind Luigi's Mansion. That was my news story too, Yusuf. That's oh, right. a little news there was. There's nothing. I mean, yeah, I've never played a Luigi's yeah. Mansions game, have you? Neither have I, and I didn't even know Nintendo didn't make it themselves. So. Neither, neither did I. As I said, there's no news. Um, no news so, is good news. Sony has ended, or is ending production of PS4 Pros in Japan. So oh, okay. this is believed to be the idea of this is them ramping up to make more PS5s, which is good. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're still kind of gold dust at the moment. Um, so maybe we see more of them. At the moment, that's just Japan. Not much else going on. Um, also, one of the big things about the PlayStation 5 was this haptic feedback shite they're all talking about. It's meant to be very impressive. So yeah, yeah. apparently Xbox have done a survey where they were asking um, their users, do they feel like their, you know, the new con- their controller on their new next-gen console feels next-gen enough? Would they like some other features that were in other you know, controllers from other competition. I wonder who they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So I don't know really if that means anything or if those people are really going to miss if they do think the haptic feedback is that good. But um, it's an indication that if this is really that groundbreaking thing, I imagine Xbox will probably follow soon enough. Yeah, I'd wonder if it, like, you know, functionality like that is something that they can, you know, you know, copyright or something. I wouldn't um, think so, right? I mean, I I depends. I mean, you might they might be able to copyright a part of it, but as, uh, to a certain level, it's a different level of vibration and different things. Like those exist yeah. and resistance or whatever, you know. So I don't know. You, maybe they can copyright some level of it, but I'm sure they'll find a workaround in their own way to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how patents work a lot of the time. You know, what patent pending is. Uh, but I just know a lot of stuff is always patent pending. Yeah, go on. So basically. Somebody will patent pen something and it means it's waiting to see if it's protected, right? And a lot of time it won't be. But while it is patent pended, people can't try and recreate it. And sometimes the thing that they are trying to actually uh, protect has nothing to do with the feature they're selling. That may not be protected, but people are too afraid and competitors are too afraid to try and copy it in case they get opened for le- for legality reasons. 
So a lot of times companies can actually copy it, but they just need to be safe in different ways. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so it's a bit weird. Mm. Uh, So that's the extent of the news. There's nothing nothing else. Nothing's happened, you know? Everyone's been off. Yeah, well, that's where you're wrong, Yusuf, because I've got news. Is it big? news for you. Uh, No. (laughs) The only news I have was the Nintendo's Luigi Mansion, which you robbed for me, like you always rob stuff. And uh, I have another thing, which was that the Capcom uh, are releasing a retro station. And it's coming with... uh, Pre-installed games. Uh, guess how many installed games it's going to have? Um, I don't know, 12? Uh, no, 10, Yusuf, 10. Ah. Um, let me see if I can hold up a photo here for you to see. Unfortunately, we're not in the same room. I plan to uh, show you it in person. Um, what do you so mean by retro the... station, exactly? Um, so basically, it's like a little console with the... Um, do you know it has like little uh, joypad and two buttons like it's an actual arcade machine? All right. So I'll hold it up here. Can you see that? Okay, so he's showing me... It, it really does look like those mini kind of... Sometimes you see smaller versions of them on key rings. Like, you know, it's a little Pac-Man game. But this is... It's got 10 games on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think that they would, you know, go with a mix of games. But here's the games they have on it, right? Mm-hmm. 10 games. Mega Man, the Power Battle. Mega Man 2, the Power Fighters. Mega Man Soccer. What? Mega Man X. Mega Man and Bass, Japanese console version. Street Fighter 2. Okay. Street Fighter 2, Champions Edition. Okay. (laughs) Super Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> right. Whoever, uh, yeah, I think I'm safe to say whoever came up with this list of games should be fired. <laughs> but that's not the only bad thing about this game, Yusuf. Right. I mean, if you were to, to set a price on it, uh, by the way, it's releasing in, in March uh, this year in Japan, what, how much would you put, put, you know, those basically two Mega Man one Mega Man and one Street Fighter games. <laughs> uh, would I would charge. I wouldn't pay more than fifteen quid for it. Okay, so the price is set at twenty one thousand seven hundred and eighty yen. What's that? We, that's two hundred and ten US dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> yes, that's right. For 210 US dollars, you can get a Mega Man game and a Street Fighter game, which you could get on any ROM uh, emulator and which you could just buy an emulated pad. But listen. Isn't this Series S like $250? I guess so. But listen, that isn't the Capcom retro station. So, Oh, my God. Like, look, the, Megan, the Mega Mans, I was going to say the Megan Mans, the Mega Mans, they are... Um, Look, they change a bit. They, yeah, they've got a very similar sort of formula. But with the Street Fighter kind of ones, they were updates that happened with arcade versions where they basically just, you know, it's a, exactly the next game, but with two characters added onto it. That's right. <laughs> you know? And especially like with the first Street Fighter 2 and the next one is they basically added in fan favorites from like the first Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's... You know, we've complained about Capcom recently. I think they're going to overtake Activision as the worst gaming company of all time. 
soon. But they still make great games. They just do ridiculous things and make ridiculous yeah. decisions. I was watching a um, uh, somebody play Resident Evil 3 the other day and they were actually saying that. Um, so people were giving out and we were giving out that in Resident Evil 3, they kind of reuse a lot of the stuff from Resident Evil 2. Um, so yeah, they reuse parts of Raccoon City, which is kind of cool because it does happen at the same time and the police station. But then like afterward, um, like the sewers, okay, that's pretty similar to Resident Evil 2 as well. Um, and then there's a bit where um, they're like, you, you know, you're going around looking for vials and like the pale heads are after you. You mean looking for the bits mm-hmm. put together? Um, apparently, that's a map from Resident Evil Resistance and stuff, which they kind of put out. So, okay, that's reusing. And, and then the end section, I saw a guy playing the end bit and he was where it's like Nest 2. And he goes, Oh, this is the same part as, as Resident Evil 2. And he was genuinely thinking, oh, it's a storyline thing. It's like, but it's not. It's meant to be a different thing in a different area because they completely re, you know, just copied all the assets again and again. Yeah, that's, it's ridiculous. But Yusuf, you have given me a segue now and I have a little section before we get on to Mario 64. Won't keep you long. So, you know, be patient. <laughs> I got nowhere to go. This is what, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what I'm bringing back. It's time for the Insane Brain Trains Comedy Corner. You've never and done this, this before. Week, I think we have one. And this week, I'm going to have another funny story about Capcom. I have, I have stories about game developers who, instead of putting a demo on a disc, put the whole game out there for free. What? <laughs> this has happened multiple times, just so you know. <laughs> so here's a funny story for you. One of them was Capcom. They released Dino Crisis 2. Do you remember that, that Dino Crisis series? Yeah. Remember this? Have you heard about this? Um, <laughs> They're remaking it. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, similar way they've redone uh, Resident Evil. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'd say that won't be great. It was never- what? That'd be great. You love the Resident Evil remakes. Dino Crisis I didn't love. Did you not like Dino Crisis? You played that game a lot. No. Though. No, I played the first one. I, I didn't really. Uh, but anyway, yeah. if you, I don't know if you remember, if you remember, but like when we had the PS1 there and they were releasing demos, there was a Resident Evil 2 demo they released and it was a time demo. Like you had 20 minutes to play it for as far as you could get, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did the same thing with Dino Crisis 2. So they gave you a demo with Dino Crisis 2, but it was the whole game. But some very wise people figured out how to use a game shark code to oh, disable wow. the timer, which meant you could play the whole game for absolutely free. Oh, wow. That's madness. Yeah. yeah. I have a, an even worse story for you. And this is yeah. another segue for you for, from, from Sega. Uh, when uh, Yakuza was launching Yakuza 6, they launched a demo. And uh, apparently some very wise, uh, uh, observant, uh, you know, gaming fans noticed that the, 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 the size of the file was so big, it was as big as an actual game. So when they downloaded it, they didn't have to do anything at all. Sega accidentally put the whole game out. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you got the whole game for free. Now, I mean, as long as you didn't accept their update the following week, which, you know, I'm sure some people did. But anyway. Like, uh, how about no? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, yeah, sorry about that, Sega. We, you know, after you lost after the Dreamcast, you know, we, we should have mercy on you. But yeah. don't launch, don't release a full game as a demo. Another one was a Keo Flying Squadron, 
which was a game for the Sega CD, I believe. And uh, they gave you the first level, but uh, unfortunately the developers didn't uh, take into account that they actually had a cheat in it, which allowed people to select the level at the start. So if you use the cheat code, you could just select whatever level you wanted and play through the game from the second level onwards. Oh God, that's mad. <laughs> and apparently that game goes for a lot of money online, like a couple of hundred, but yeah. uh, you could just buy the demo and you know play the whole game if you wanted. I've I've way more sympathy for that one because like you know like developers they need cheat codes sometimes to get to certain areas quickly and stuff like that you can't have them replaying the game all the way through and they probably just weren't even thinking about it oh but like the Yakuza one is, did someone just click on the wrong file to upload you know <laughs> possibly possibly and I want to thank Guru Larry for his uh, these are basically YouTube videos watching on his. So uh, kudos to you, girl, Larry. But uh, there's another one that I found very funny, right? And if, do you remember we used to play Tony Hawk games back in the day? Yeah, they re- they redid them. They released the one and two again. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, apparently Activision bought the license for 15 years, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't buy a license like that for 15 years because, you know, skating was kind of a fad back then with, you know, younger people. It's not as popular now as it was then. But uh, so anyway, they were they they apparently had a uh, they had a, their license was going to expire on like the end the last day of September or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, let's make another Tony Hawk's game. So they rushed it out, right? And uh, they had it until that day to do it. So what they did was they released only the tutorial on the disc, and then when you do, when you start the console, the disc in your console. Uh, you had to download a quote-unquote update file. Oh, wow. Which was actually the whole game, <laughs> apart from the tutorial, um, because they were running out of the license date. <laughs> I hate when companies do that, when they're just like, there was, um, there's like a this series of fancy books. They're called like the, I think they're called like the Ring of Time or whatever, yeah. um, or Circles of Time or something like that. I can't remember. I've read them. I read like seven of them years ago. And they're really good. And it's similar standard fancy book, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones desk thing. And because uh, Game of Thrones was doing really well a couple of years ago, they released a pilot and it was absolutely terrible. It just it looked so bad. And people were kind of going, what the hell happened here? And just apparently if they, they had to use it up, they'd release the thing, otherwise they were going to lose the license. So because they bought it, they're like, oh shit, just stick a pilot out there. And it was absolute shite. Just like, oh God. And now they can just keep holding on to it. All right, okay, yeah. Anyway, we just thought that was because if you don't have the internet, you I mean you're not gonna be able to get the whole game. And yeah. whenever whenever PlayStation turn off that PS4 download ability, which they will eventually, <laughs> I guess, you know, you're gonna be screwed. You're only gonna have the tutorial on the disc. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, annoying. So, that's so annoying. It? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the new the one in Tony Ox one and two is meant to be excellent though, the remake. Yeah, well, the first two were very good. Lots of fun. Yeah, great soundtrack on them. Yeah, yeah. Really, really so, good. Have you seen Bam Margera recently? I can size him. Yeah, he looks like his dad now, doesn't he? He's massive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, you didn't expect that happening. Um, all right, well, do you want to get into it? Yeah, Mario 64. So, we people don't know, but we one of the first episodes we did of the podcast was Mario 64. Um but it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, the, when was this? Even I forgot about this. It was like, it was the, we did like three episodes of the podcast, like two years, years ago. ago and we just never put yeah, them yeah, out. Yeah. 
Um, and then because yeah. they weren't good, the, the quality was awful. Like you know, hopefully it sounds better now. Um, so yeah, it was just one of our favorite games. It was like our game we need to do. You know, especially if you listen to Newman talk about any game, he will always mention how much he loves Mario sixty four. You can't underestimate the importance of Mario sixty four in the gaming world. Yeah, you can't do it. It's such a such a big game. Um, so I'm happy to talk about it again now. Um, and just yeah. like when I was researching it, like the amount of new stuff that they're talking about it again that wasn't up there two years ago because as you say it, it was you know so so important to what gaming is now yeah this is the only game where i think about and i'm like my god how did they do it and like my god like how ahead of its time was and like you know uh how it just it was incredible and like mm-hmm. it, there's even things about it now where i'm like just i don't get how they made it so good um so what's what do you think of when you think of it Freedom, joy, wonderful, vibrant colors, and a great uh, sound over man. <laughs> um, when I think of it, the first thing I just remember was it being one of the first proper treaty games I've ever seen, and Mario jumping out of the pipe. And I mean, I this came out in '96 in Japan um, and America, and then '97 in Europe. So I was like six years old. Like when this came out. It was the first time I'd seen Mario because I, I didn't see many gaming magazines that age. I didn't see any trailers or whatever. And he jumps out of the pipe and then he, he's looking around him and the camera kind of just does that little spin so you know it can move in 3D and going, oh shit, this is, I don't know what this is. I've never seen a game like this. Mm. Yeah, and like you see, when you think to yourself like how many 3D games there was before then, you're kind of like, okay, this will be the first kind of true 3D game like uh, I know there was 3DS games before mm. but um, you know the for the scale and like the, the depth of it and you're like okay they'll just basically you know tick a box here first 3D game we've made yeah. but like the scale of it the ambition of it like and, and how much more they, how much bigger they actually plan to make it be you know so um, yeah yeah I'll just like Nintendo just blow me away time and time again this was brilliant. So a couple of little interesting things about it. For um, So yeah, it was made by Nintendo, of course, and the legendary Shigeru Miyamoto um, in 1996. They actually wanted to make this a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years before it, but they just didn't have the technology for it. So they were trying to make it with that super um, NES FX. clip, FX clip, sorry, yeah. uh, that they yeah. wanted to use with um, the 3D kind of movement in Star Fox games. But they couldn't do it, so they had to wait until they were able to do it here. This game is the best-selling N64 game of all time, selling what, so. what now seems pretty measly, 12 million copies. Wow, yeah. Well, gaming wasn't as big back then. Not at all, not at all. And when it first came out in Japan, it was like $100. Wow. Yeah, in the mid-90s. Like. That's a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Nintendo X64 games were expensive when they first came out. They were, yeah. They are really pricey. Yeah. Um, do you want to have a guess at how many people worked on this game? 60. 15. Wow. Yeah. yeah I hope 15. they're all still at Nintendo now. Two of them was the last games they ever made. Really? Yeah. Why, because, did they retire? Yeah, because they were like, this was too much. This was insane. This was too much work. Wow. It was too difficult to do. Because, I mean, it was a launch game with the console as well. So yeah. Yeah. one had to come out on when it was ready to come out. And they were making it with new software they'd never done before. It was the first 3D Mario they'd ever done. 
They, mm. you know, Miyamoto had so many plans he wanted to do. It was actually his uh, last ever directing job in a game. Really? Yeah. Well, what's he do now? He like produces them or has different levels of, you know, approval or different things like that. But like he directed Mario 64. He had way more, you know, he said a lot of what was going on. He had a big input on how things look. He was the main guy for it. And since then, he, mm. yeah, he hasn't done it. So it's been a long time that he hasn't been in charge of it. Yeah, come back, Miyamoto, and make Super Mario 64 too. Would you say this is debatably the best launch title of all time? I can't think of any other launch title game that's better than this. I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, there's a pretty good argument for it. It was absolutely excellent. Um, and if it's not going to be this, it's probably going to be a Nintendo one because mm. I don't know the way Nintendo do launch titles. It's, they don't rush anything. They, they bring it out and they get it there. And like, again, yeah, every year it's like a Mario one or you know, Zelda usually comes out a little bit later or something, but they're just like, okay, this is, this feels different to that generation before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really, really good. Um, so they do a couple of different things. So we sent this the first sort of 3D one. So really simple stuff of like, you know, you got to think about this. Before this, you had the 2D side-scrolling Mario. And, you know, it's a platform where he jumps and he runs and everything. How do you do that in 3D space where without it being frustrating as hell, which some games still have now where it's not a platformer, but just for some reason they put a small platformer section in it. And it's just, he's not jumping where I want him to. This is very annoying. So they put yeah, that yeah, fake yeah. shadow in underneath them, which you think isn't important. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, no, unbelievable. Was, do you know what? Do you know what had this, this shadow? The new Crash Bandicoot game. There's a shadow underneath them. Yeah. It creates it because it's like, and the shadow has no impact on the actual lighting in the world, you know, because mm. it, you need to know where he is. You need to know where he's going to jump. And that's the thing is that how many years later, 25 years later, we, without that, you don't know how to make a 3D platform. Mm. You know? But I think a lot of games don't have that anymore. Some don't, but like a lot of, uh, well, it's like, because even with like modern platformers, they've kind of gone back to 2D. Mm. You know what I mean? And also, like Crash Bandicoot is a bit more linear in its movement than uh, the Mario ones when it came out. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, you're, you're running on that path. It's almost a bit more of like a, a constant runner. But uh, yeah, so yeah, this is the kind of the first time that they really did this. Um, so do you remember the bit where you're running around and Mips the rabbit was there? Yes, of course. So he was originally... Damn hard to catch. He was. He was originally just put in as like a testing thing to see how you could, you know, you get used to the controllers. And they love them so much, they put them in the, in the main game. Mm, and yeah, Mips is actually a really nerdy name for some microprocessing chip or something. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. where they got it from. Um, so do you know how many worlds are in this? 15, my friend. Go yes, on. 15. Uh, it seems like so much more, doesn't it? It does. I guess, I think this is the first game I remember doing like the hub world thing. Yeah. And I guess maybe because a lot of the frames, pictures aren't actual worlds that you can jump into, you feel maybe it's bigger than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's so many doors, but um, oh, I mean, I could just play this game forever. You know, yeah. I don't know why. It's just every level is so unique. There's so many memorable, memorable things in each one. Um, it's it's great. They originally wanted to do like way more in it. They wanted to do like forty or fifty levels in it, but they had to bring it down. And the sort of the picture frame thing was an idea that they were originally going to have in um, Ocarina of Time. 
to make it all fit in because they were like, we can't, we can't make a world this big. We cannot make it this treaty, this freedom of movement where these many different things exist, where there's water and some bits and falling parts and everything. You can't do it. It doesn't exist. So that's what they were going to do. They, they still don't know how they managed to not do that in uh, Ukraine at the time. That's a real marvel. They can't, how they didn't manage to do what? Sorry. How, so how they managed to get it, that open world without it needing a hub world to move around yeah. it. Yeah. That was, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I think they were making both games at the same time, weren't they? They were, yeah. So some things went back and forth. Uh, Ukraine Time eventually came out like two years later. Yeah, understandably. Uh, okay, here's something for you. When he was testing this game, Miyamoto brought in his son to have a little go of it, right? To see how he could do it. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was worried about how smart his son was <laughs> during the testing because he kept on trying to climb up an unclimbable hill over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well I thought a Japanese man would have seen that as perseverance son <laughs> but it's just like also it's like, you know did I design this game wrong no it's my child that's stupid <laughs> like it's like yeah it's like you know he's ne- no one no one in the world has ever played a game that looks like this before it's like my kid's really stupid he won't stop trying to climb up this hill I'd love to know how old he was when when he did test play this. He was probably three or something. T- yeah, very young anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we was in there to cut a lot of stuff. And now uh, you you want another one of this game. Have you heard about Mario 128? Or sorry, Mario 120. No, tell me. So it was meant to be the sequel to this game. They were Because they're apparently Miyamoto had to cut so much stuff for it. He was going to be, he said it's about 60% of what he originally wanted to do. And he was going to do these different things and he was going to do multiplayer. And that's why they were going to have Luigi in it. Um, and Hell is real, man. Like he was going to do so much of this stuff. Uh, but in the end, he ended up just dropping it. He ended up not doing it. And they moved on to some other projects. And I guess it got to the point then where the next big one was going to be um, on the next console, which was the GameCube. Um, but yeah, he wanted to do much, much bigger on it. And it was close to being a sequel, but yeah, it never got released. No, not even a demo. Let's uh, do a crowdfunding or something and get Nintendo to release the, the 60% that they didn't release in the first one. Yeah. And um, apparently Mario was going to ride a horse in this game as well at some stage. That's why they moved it to have uh, Link do it instead. How, like, I mean, it just seems such a better fit for Link to be riding a horse than Mario. Like, what? It, it makes no sense. Like, it's like everything in Mario is fake. You know what I mean? I mean it's made up like Goombas yeah. and like, you know, like mushroom people and toads and all this. And it's like, yeah, let's put a real horse in there. It's like, okay. But it's like, you know, we, we think that now, but before these games came out, our views of like Mario and Zelda were very different, you know? Yeah, but Zelda was always like, you know, elvish and, you know, yeah. in that fantasy world where you always assume horses are. Yeah, it, it it definitely suited the Zelda world better. I'm glad they moved away from it. Absolutely. Um, but actually, Tiny it's, little the, Mario. It, it's the first time where they brought in um, the idea of like stars being the, uh, the the goal of it. Because before that, the star just gave you the power, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, they were going through this different level. And they wanted to be really open. So what they were going to do was they were going to put the flagpole at the end of every level the same way they did with the side scroller one. So there's going to be like six of them in every level. But mm-hmm. they were just kind of going, no, that kind of gets rid of the idea of it. We want them to be able to go and move everywhere they want. So they replaced it with stars. That's why I came into it. And, like, and now that's such a big part of Mario games. True, true. Yeah. Did you hear about the L is real controversy? The Luigi thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was it said that he's actually is in the game somewhere? Yeah. Well, no. Th- th- you know, there, th- there's a fountain in the courtyard where the booze are. Is, yeah. Yeah. And there's a little plaque in front of it. Yeah. And people have read that as L is real 2041 or something like that. I right. Don't know what yeah. the year is. And like that, you know, still like until relatively recently, people believe that there's a way to unlock Luigi in this game. And like, like people have written to Nintendo about it, like it's popped up all over the place. And the thing is, like, have you ever seen the plaque? It's so low res. It's completely illegible. Low res. Yeah, yeah. But you know what else is is hilarious? Is that it actually that same texture, that same like whatever block appears in Ocarina of Time in one of the dungeons. <laughs> because they were reusing assets, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, I doubt. You know, the, uh, Nintendo put a Luigi is real, you know, Easter egg in a in a Zelda game, but you never know. This is like when you wait were until twenty forty one. You were trying to tell me that Donkey Kong was in the mountains of um, Goldeneye. And it was in the mountains. He was not in the mountains. It was a Rorschach test at best. It was nothing like <laughs> Rorschach test. What the hell is that? We had this exact conversation on the other podcast. It's the ink blocks. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Rorschach is that? Yeah, what it's what it's called. Oh, Did not see Watchmen? No, what's that? The Watchmen, the comics, which they made into a film? No. Not see it? Um, one of the characters that has an, a Rorschach mask and his name is Rorschach. Oh, okay. Sounds crap. Uh, speaking of which, actually, I have I watched a, a movie which I actually liked Tom Hanks in. Ooh, what was it? Uh, the Polar Express. I don't like that film. <laughs> Well, I thought he was good in it. He did good voice acting. Both. You know, he does the voice of like everyone in that film. Yeah, you can tell that though. Like he's the kid and he's the Santa. He's not the kid. I think he is. Ah, no. That kid's a real kid. Maybe I'm wrong. I think he does the voice of like six people. Yeah, he does. But they're all like, I don't know, parts of him or something. But anyway. I don't, I, it's a weird, it's that, it's that weird kind of thing of, like that film's really silent, so it's eerie. I don't, I don't know. It's odd. At times it is. I just liked the train that was good, and I thought it was good voice acting. It mixed that weird. Um, it was almost taking inspiration from like you know, what's the one with Scrooge, Christmas Carol? Yeah, you know, just like taking elements of that. You know, if you do good, you'll be rewarded by Santa Claus. Kind of crap. Oh, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks was the boy. He was. I'm telling you. I'm looking it up now. Maybe the boy. I no. I don't think so. Well, we'll have to. That has to be proven. I mean, I'm looking at it here, and it was in, it was in the credits. I'm telling you. I think you. You're the only person who's coming out to the fact that he's not a fantastic actor. He's. I don't. I just don't like him that much. All right. I'm he's saying. a hero boy. He was. He was the dad. No, it's not. Oh, hold on, Tom Hanks. Well, it says Ebenezer Scrooge here. Are you looking at the oh. Polar Express? Um, here, Daryl Sabara played the hero boy. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was the features he was based on. What are you looking at? Yo, uh, here we go. Polar Express hero boy voice. Yeah, it's him. So, you're wrong. What are you looking on? I'm looking on IMDb and he's listed as... Wikipedia. No. 
I, look, I saw in the credits that he was the voice because I was watching it as well. It was on RTE. Look, let's forget about it. This is not what people want to talk about. No, 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 no. All right, well, yeah, go on. Well, that's kind of my my development of it. What do you got? What do I got? Um, I have music, which you won't get to yet. Um, gameplay, you know, what can I say about it? I think pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast has played it before. I'd like to say one of my most favorite things to do in this game is to jump on the Koopa and fly around on a shell it's brilliant star music it is so much fun it's so you know it's it's so quick it's so liberating that's when i think of this game i just think of liberty you know just the freedom the enjoyment bomb on battlefield is one of the best designed levels of all time i there's nothing else i can say about that it's it's perfect you know i'm pretty sure on my deathbed i'll be thinking about that level it's just you know it's it's wonderful um, apparently people have built full scale models of it well not full scale but you know actual whole models of, of that level um, yeah I mean it's just like this uh, you know discourse of, of of a 3D world you know everything you want to see in like a tech demo or something you know you have your, your balls rolling through the things you have you know elevators you have to climb a mountain you have boulders coming down at you you can go on the green shell. You can fly. You can fire, be fired out of cannons. Mm. My God, it's just uh, it's it's so great. And like I love the color scheme. Um, I love how much they got into the game. The race to Cooper the Quick. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just tremendous fun. And apparently they were going to have a, a water run through that area in Bomb on Battlefield as well, like make it a river yeah. or something. But it pushed Mario. Like I don't know, was it just too hard for for them to do? Um. But uh, yeah, and so you had gameplay, so you, you had Mario and, you know, as usual, triple jump now that we take, you know, for granted. Hmm. Um, love how high you can jump on the third one. Yeah. You can climb trees, you can punch, you can kick, you can kind of do this uh, leg trip up area, which is apparently invented for enemies that did, they didn't put in the game uh, in the end. Yeah. But um, still, still a fun thing. You had your backwards flip where you would hold Z, Z and jump and you flip backwards and um you had your different masks or sorry hel- ha- hats you could get which would tra- change mario's ability so you had the invisible hat you had the metal mario which made you really heavy to walk through and you had the flying mario which allowed you to fly obviously um and the flying was so liberating as well i think it was just you know I, i've said this before that i think a game doesn't always have to be challenging it can just be enjoyable um, and I think that this game does enjoyable really well. You know, it's like a nice place to be. You know, it's like going on holiday in a 3D world. Did you ever get back into the Switch multiple release of the three games together? I did not. Did you not? Because as I said in an earlier episode when I was playing it, so I haven't played on the N64 in, I bet, 20 years. But when I was playing it on that Switch version, it was very frustrating the movement in some part of it and I don't remember it being that frustrating so maybe it was a bit of an odd porter maybe my I don't know my expectations on what a 3D game was but I remember there's just a bit where it's in um country it was one of the under the one with the eel in the where you go down the sunken ship or whatever it is and yeah. uh, there's dire like a bit where you, yeah dire dire docks and you and you go down and then there's a bit of it where a part of the ship is at an angle. So there's air on top of it. You have to climb up this hill of these platforms and you just kept on sliding down it again and again and again. And it's just, it was, I I didn't have the control. Like it, I, he was 
it was different depending on where he was standing on what would make me slide and what wouldn't. The rules just were not consistent and I was not having fun playing it at all. Yeah, I think, uh, I do think that's like, I that's what I said to you. I thought it was a poor port and I was well, wanting to get other people's opinions, but no one came back to me on it. Well, but, you said um, it made you feel I, sick. It did, yeah. yeah. And I didn't Riding think on that it was problem. responsive. I didn't think it was responsive in the same way. Yeah, I don't know. My brain is hard coded to the N64 version. It was like my body was rejecting it, you know? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was your problem. It's like, it's weird. It's not all sharp and isn't a weird tree-handled controller. <laughs> That's one of the greatest uh, controllers ever. I told you about the Donkey Kong one you can get that has three bananas on it. <laughs> it's like gold dust, though. So it's wants weird. to send me one. They um they originally they wanted to do this um with two uh dual kind of thumbsticks instead of the have the C oh, buttons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. The C buttons were weird. I think Zelda did a really good job of of implementing them in, but in other games you just almost you didn't touch them. Yeah, there was, you know, I suppose well for this game it was useful because it controlled the camera. Yeah, but using that camera, it was just like, it's like, oh, you can't see well. How about I zoom all the way out? No, how about I zoom right into his head? These are your options. <laughs> Deal with it. It's like, all right, yeah. But there was so much I could be forgiven for this game because it was, you know, basically the first to, to do it. But you know, yeah. they got so I'm, much right. I'm picking that stuff. It's it's a it's a near perfect game. You know, yeah, it yeah. is yeah. just you know it's phenomenal it's really really good fun um and it's it's you know it's got this impact on us but like we were talking about when you're doing super mario land that when you enter into it you enter into peach's castle and they play that music and they're doing that not just because you and i will go oh wow this is amazing it's because millions of people everywhere will go in and go oh yes i remember this this is this is what i want from mario i want to feel like i'm there yeah nintendo was like on par with disney for me in terms well that's a big statement. But I mean, they're the only ones who could make a world that's like Disney and have a similar kind of, you know, universe about them. Yeah. Apparently, a while ago, uh, Microsoft were looking to try and buy uh, Nintendo. Um, what? That, that, that never happened. No, well, apparently, Nintendo were just like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that stuff. But you forget about it because, you know, you think, look, Nintendo are big and Mario is... If you think video game mascot, you think Mario, even though generally Nintendo consoles don't sell as well. There's not as much money in them and everything. And you forget mm. how big Windows is. That's where Microsoft has a lot of its money. Um, mm. Yeah, but apparently Nintendo were just like absolutely zero interest in doing this. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of cheeky even Microsoft to even try that. And I can't imagine Nintendo would ever sell to an American company like that. No, I, mean, I think... They're so. quintessentially Japanese. Well, apparently Miyamoto was saying that he feels like they're quintessentially Kyotoans that they kind of set new boundaries in ways that only kind of, in a way, it's a kind of Kyoto mindset. Whereas um, Tokyo ones like Sony or whatever, they kind of follow along some trends a bit more. Maybe that's a little bit cheeky, yeah. but I will say Nintendo did, they did create a lot of stuff for the first time. Yeah, I'd actually go along with that. Um, I think... But that's funny because when you think about Japan, apparently, like, you know, the, you know, failure is not the same as it is in the States. You know, if you do a startup and you fail, it's like, all right, that's grand. Like, you know, whereas if you fail in, in countries like Japan, it's like, you failure, you have failed, you brought shame. You know, like, you know, there's not, there's not many tech startups in anywhere other than the States, I guess, you know. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's other issues for that as well, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, just a wonderful game. Um, you know, as you said, they re-released it. Not my favourite version, so I'd recommend... You can get an N64 for Peanuts online, guys. Go get an N64. Get a, a retro tink if you're, if you're into playing, uh, you know, retro games. And uh, enjoy the, you know... Something nice about a console not being connected to the internet as well, you know. What's a retro thing? Retro thing is a thing that I brought over that allows you to upscale oh. all these consoles to HDMI. Oh yeah, that thing. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna actually say something about new consoles, and apparently, I'm looking forward to this. That the the new next gen, the Series X and the PlayStation Five, they load so quickly, it doesn't give people the opportunity to doom scroll while they're kind of waiting for things to happen. Um, and I quite like Doom Scroll. Doom Scroll is like when you're just you're on Twitter or Facebook or something or like a news thing and you're looking through the homepage and it's just miserable information that actually just makes you sad <laughs> and angry at the world, you know. But people yeah, do it. it. Happens a lot. Yeah, you do it as a hobby. And the thing is, you know, you start up a game and you know you're with the loading screen and with the loading your file and while you're waiting for stuff to happen, just pick up your phone, which is what you do. Um, but apparently now, because games, are, there's so little loading time in it, you're less likely to do it, which I think it makes it a way more immersive experience because I'm not putting from playing something to picking up my phone to look at something. That's true, yeah. But it, it also will make games having to be on a higher bar because people aren't going to want to just play it if it's not good. So, uh, you know. I mean, like, if people are getting distracted with a great game or a great storyline, and I mean, with Yakuza, I was, I didn't pick up my phone. I wasn't bored. I was, there was long sequences and stuff. And like the ending from when you kind of finished Yakuza, it's like 50 minutes of sequences and storylines and whatever. Wow. Um, it's like a film, you know, or, or no, it's like a TV series, like, because it's, it's big. Um, but I was, you know, I like these characters, you know, I thought they were great. Um, I mean, some, some, you know, flawed as well, but I mean, it just, I thought it was a really, really well written thing. And, that idea of like, no, let me just stick with this. I don't want to just check the score real quick or whatever, I, you know, or refresh something again and keep looking it through. Especially as, that's the thing about doom scrolling. You're looking at something like, this is shit news. I don't know why I don't care about this. I know, it's all shit news. Um, yeah, no, yeah, fair enough point. No. Um, but uh, anything else before we get to the music? Um, no, I am, um, yeah. I just, if, if there is anybody who's a little bit younger and they haven't done it, and they haven't got a chance to play this, I think it's worth getting the Switch thing at least because you do get those other two Mario games with it as well. So um, I'd say give it a go. I disagree. I think you need to get the N64 people. Don't listen to Yusuf. If you give an N64 to like a 21-year-old, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Probably. God, yeah. I remember they played like the the dial-up sound to some younger kids and they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Remember the yeah, song? A song, I said. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. It's just like, you know, what do you mean electronic noise? Why is that a thing? <laughs> like, I know, yeah, yeah. It's like the sound of the submarine made in the in Final Fantasy Seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't think I was gonna do it, did you? <laughs> I was waiting to see what you were gonna try and pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not a bad sound. I wonder how they came by that. Anyway, Final Fantasy VII, the original, is a game we will definitely do at some stage. Maybe yeah. a three-parter or something. But, um, we could yeah, do so this music disc almost. Yeah, you could. Okay, so let me get to... You know, I haven't used this in a while, so... Hello, 
Sorry, you were saying this. Why do you still have that? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I not have it? So weird. <laughs> I heard you singing it the other day. That was out of context. <laughs> it's not out of context. You were singing it. There I was you go. singing it to my. I was singing it to my niece. <laughs> you were not singing it to your niece. You were singing it because you were singing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Come on. Do you look like you want to say something, Yusuf? No, no. I'm just waiting to hear the music. Come on. All right. So uh, this music is by my boy, Koji Kondo, uh, one of the best music producers of all time. The goat. Did, uh, the goat. <laughs> you are, it's like they've just unfrozen you, Neil. <laughs> Why, what's the goat? <laughs> goat is short for greatest of all time. Ah, I'll use that now all the time. That's why quite often underneath pictures of like Messi or Ronaldo, people will just po- paste a goat emoji. Ah, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you for filling me in on this uh, modern generation's uh, cultural practices. It's not even modern anymore, <laughs> go on. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Koji Kondo, not to be confused with TJ Combo again. Um, one of the best gaming soundtracks of all time, I will say, in this game and uh, Ocarina. I always feel like Koji Kondo should have been a classical musician rather than a video game producer, but we're very happy to have him. Mm. So uh, here we go. Here's the first song. Uh, this is the main theme and also Obama Battlefield. Now, wouldn't you love to just run around in eternity listening to this? <laughs> That just make you happy it's it's so good and you know mario even before that had a pretty iconic soundtrack um but like that was new you know yeah yeah it's that's like sunshine for my ears it's so good i mean i think you would really love this super mario land whenever it's done because i i think that is you run around mario and they play that music like oh can't wait to go i'm definitely yeah. going where is it in tokyo I think it is, yes. Okay, I'm definitely going. I'm going when this coronavirus is over and I can throw my wife and kids aside for two weeks and go. Why don't you bring your kids to the team park? <laughs> There's no way I'm bringing kids on that long a flight. I'm not, you know, absolutely not doing it. <laughs> I think okay. you're right. I think, it's, I think it's mental anybody goes on holidays before kids are 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will, when they can watch the TV you know, then that's okay. So we'll say four, but not before then. Okay. Uh, Song number two, which is uh, Ultimate Bowser. I love this music. (laughs) 
<laughs> you play that way too long. <laughs> I was going full Phantom of the Opera there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could imagine that in any Castlevania game or, you know. Yeah. It's or like it sounds like you, you know. I mean, I know they're kind of playing homage to like an old Dracula kind of idea or whatever. It's like it's the the music for Bowser, you know, this cartoon villain. <laughs> Not any Bowser, ultimate Bowser, my friend. No, and it's the ultimate song. Okay, number three. This is arguably the most relaxing song in any video game ever. I know it. Next to Aquatic Ambience from uh, Donkey Kong. So this is the Dar Dar Docks song. to open up like a health spa and have that be the music like, you know you walk into reception and they're like hello yes you know you can yeah. get your massage have some green tea and this just playing in the background putting you in outer peace or just have a health spa where you set people in the lobby they hear that song you charge them 60 dollars, and then they leave <laughs> if anybody remembers newman's always looking for jobs this is why you should not hire him <laughs> Well, yeah. Okay. But uh, it's a great song. Very relaxing. I can just picture myself swimming through the dire, dire docks, you know, to that soundtrack. So It's wonderful. great. And this is what they do. They make the game relaxing. It's relaxing to be Mario in this world. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun and relaxing. Okay, so I only have... Uh, I only have two more songs. I just played this very quickly because I thought this was relaxing. Let's see what you think of this. Jesus. What part of Mario is that from? Don't you remember the Piranha Prant lullaby? I was thinking, is it that? Yeah, but it doesn't sound like that normally. Is that like a... Th- yeah, that's at the end, I think, of the game. It's a, another part of the game anyway. They play that same song, but the piano version. Okay, okay, yeah, because the other bit is a bit more kind of cartoony, the bit when you're kind of yeah. speaking up to them. Yeah, That's very uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it is. A lot of these songs are very Legend of Zelda. And the last one is the staff roll, uh, one of my favorite songs in the game, actually. Just great. Here we go.
That reminds me a little of like a Final Fantasy song. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, it's like a good, uh, you know, not homage. What's the word that they, you know, but they they give give you a load of shots of all his adventures throughout the whole thing. Montage. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, of of the game, you see that it's just it's a really cool song. I love it. You haven't you haven't played the best song from it though. What is it? I've got it right here. Oh yeah. That's not the best song. It's, it's such a drum machine, <laughs> drum beat. <laughs> yeah. See, I was between that or Ultimate Bowser, and I went with Ultimate Bowser. Ultimate Bowser is more up your alley because you think it's funnier. Probably. Yeah. But we should also say that the battles of Bowser are one of the most original. I mean, at the time, it was just groundbreaking that you would, you know, it's such a, you know, demonstration of 3D technology where you're, you jump around behind them you fling him around in a circle again, you know, using this incredible new control pad into one of the bombs around the corner. Then you get to hear Mario going so long, gay Bowser, as well, which is really great. I think they, um, like, like that, this is what Nintendo do. It's like, you know, they look at something and they go, okay, look, it's a 3D Mario. So they didn't just stop it as he runs in 3D space, they really thought about it. So it's like, how do you use that 3D space? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and like, I think with. Uh, like we said before, with Ocarina of Time, they give you all of those long-range items because that's the point of using 3D space is that, you know, you can yeah. aim the bow wherever you want and stuff. And exactly with this, this is how you throw people. However, redoing this in the Switch and trying to get the right aim on the third Bowser throw is infuriating for me. Yeah, exactly. So don't play it on the Switch. You'd be grand. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> okay, you ready for a review section before you, you've... You've anything else? Uh, no, let's go into it. Let's see what says what these idiots have to say because they're wrong. I know. I know. All right. So, I've got four reviews, relatively short ones, because <laughs> I didn't want to read the rambling long ones. Yeah. The first one is uh, by Mr. Gay Man MD. <laughs> I think he means Dr. Game Man then, son of a Mr. I think it's the perfect name. Thank you, Mr. Game Man. I think it, it, okay. it, it shows whatever he's doing, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree. Uh, he also reviewed this on December 9th, 2014. I mean, a bit late to the party, but anyway. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> what happened to Mario? This game does not reflect the greatness of his predecessors, such as Mario Golf on the PlayStation 1. Huh? <laughs> and Tetris. <laughs> Like many games in recent times, it suffers from a big problem. There is way too much water. (laughs) (laughs) 
the only thing this game has going for it in it is its deep storyline involving the girl from Last of Dust and Pokemon Diamond. What? That is why Mario Dreamcast gets a solid 10 out of 10. I think you're reading a troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Game Man. Okay, these are real now. Okay, this comes from Brain Damage. May 19th, 2015. Uh, I, I just actually... Why I just want to give credit to somebody in 2014, which wasn't even when they did, like the the, the release of Mario 64, decided to troll everybody by going onto a review website to talk about a game. And that's the thing, it hadn't received any re-release at this stage either. So I mean, Exactly, why was he thinking? He's like, ah, I'm going to annoy people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the perfect time. Okay. Um, okay, so Brain Damage gives it 4 out of 10, May 19, 2015. Overrated. Overrated is two different words here. There were much better games out on N64, such as Turok and that Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario, Mario Kart 64. This game, in my memory, being 32 now, was not very good for that time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back in 96 my friend <laughs> Sega Saturn was better than this piece of crap like if he's coming at it from this point of view clearly he can see history has proved him wrong like it's not like he was it's not like this game first came out and he's like you know what i think sega are gonna do well this generation <laughs> and you know it's like okay i got the wrong bit you've already been proven wrong and this like from his memory it wasn't very well rated at that time it was like still historically one of the best rated games of all time yeah but it came out we got like a 10 like <laughs> Exactly. I think I think it still has like an average score of 9.5, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, so last two. Lollipurulon gave it a, that's probably a name of a Pokemon or something. Gave it 3 out of 10 on August 17, 2019. <clears throat> this game is very overrated and the Bowser fights are repetitive. You cannot play as Luigi, which is upsetting. All you could... <laughs> <laughs> all you can ever do in the game is do boring fetch quests and collect eight red coins i suggest anyone to buy mario kart 64 mario party one which was mario party by the way not mario party one or paper mario grab the power star collect the coins punch the enemies into lava and all those boring qu fetch quests get annoying after a while the challenges are unrewarding. I am. <laughs> Bear in mind, this is 2019. Yeah. I am saving my money <laughs> to buy a copy of Mario Party 1. <laughs> <laughs> Which is way better than Mario 64. <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, technically... There's no fetch quests in this game because nobody sends you to get anything. 
And the, the most worrying thing is Lula Perulon has been saving his money since 1998 to buy the Mario Party one. <laughs> so is he not very good at saving money? Or, you know, I, I don't know what the latter condition is, but it's not good. Yeah, it, like he says it, like the way he's saying it makes it sound like because they didn't re-release Mario Party One, so it, it's it sounds like he's got an OG N sixty four. So either he's a kid who just got an N sixty four and is saving up his pocket money, or he's a grown man complaining about a game <laughs> from twenty five from twenty five yeah. years ago, saying it's not worth the. I assume you can probably get it second hand for like ten quid online. <laughs> Some some parent who is just like wildly out of touch with modern technology. All those consoles are the same. Get them that one over there. <laughs> that sounds like you. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm up to date, my friend. Oh, well, go. Not not quite. Yeah, exactly. So last review, four out of ten by Nintendo Pawns, uh, February sixteenth, two thousand and twelve. The model quality is just plain horrible. With some PS One games looking better. Not true. It has clunky controls and a bad camera. Also, it makes a really annoying sound when you move the camera. I really, I really like the sound. Okay. Most of the stars are tedious to get, and they reuse the worlds. Now, this is in brackets. Two ice worlds, for God's sake. If you want a good platformer on the N64, go play Banjo-Kazooie. But that's not reusing the world. That's like saying every non-ice or lava level is being reused. They're not. Yeah. Well, that's what Nintendo Pons think. So. All right. Anyway, what do you rate this out of ten? Oh, it's got a like. Oh no! Wait! 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 No, oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> you know what? Sorry about that. No, sorry. Continue. I just, I feel like I need to say, if anybody doesn't know what that's from, that's not us making fun of somebody who's got something wrong with them. That is the way somebody uh, is trying to pronounce Leicester City. Uh, (laughs) Well, sorry, I don't know. Um, I'll give it like a nine point five or something. Like it's it's just it's so so brilliant. It's really good. Um, like it's I don't know. It's 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 hard to know how to rate this thing properly because I, like I don't know if I'm looking back at it and thinking, you know, I don't really know because I mean like there's no storyline to it, but that doesn't matter really. But you know, some games you I love them because the story is excellent. But you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it would it would be bad to retake points off it for that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna a nine point eight because it's just it's brilliant. Okay, good, fair score. I'm gonna give it my first ever perfect score. 10 really? Out of 10. Yeah, ten out of ten. Oh my God, it is great. It's an excellent, excellent yeah. game. Yeah, thank you, Shigeru. Um. Okay, so we get to the quiz. Oh yes, I forgot about this. Your might. Chinese people don't really do that. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have my usual hay fever asthma kicking up. Um, okay. Uh, how many megabytes 
is Mario 64, Yusuf? Right. Um, I'm going to guess 52. Nope. Try again. Just tell me. <laughs> eight. Is it? Yeah. Eight megabyte cartridge. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, um, I was thinking there's, like, the, the PlayStation cartridge for saving were, like, eight meg. Oh, no, they were the later ones. The original ones were one, weren't they? No, I can't remember. Probably, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Incredible, isn't it? Unbelievable. Eight megs. Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's your first one wrong. Second Thanks. one. Mario's health bar is displayed in a pie graph, as you remember, in Mario's little head. Yeah. What color changes does it go through as he loses life? Um green, yellow, red. Is there blue at the beginning? <clears throat> ah, it was blue, but unfortunately I got that for you, press the button. You said red, yellow, red. I didn't. I said green, yellow, red. <laughs> All right, fine. Yes. All right, grand. Now, there is an, uh, question number three. There is an unusual connection between Mario 64 and the Looney Tunes. What is it? Hmm. Is it when he goes through... Um, he goes through like a <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I cut you off there because you're, you're you know you're not starting right, so it's wrong. No, uh, when they had uh, apparently, um, you know, these kits for developing the game, they had like a set of voice clips, yeah. and they used uh, Mel Blanc's voice clip, who was a voice actor for Looney Tunes, um, it, it, as Mario's voice. And oh, really? Hear his voice. It sounds a lot like Mario. Yeah. Oh no way! Stream, particularly, yeah. So. Oh, that's yeah. quite cool. Oh, actually, yeah, I recall seeing something about this, yeah. It's like, like kind of the way the coyote kind of goes like, woohoo, when he falls off and something. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. Okay, so here we go. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. Okay, bonus question. You know the rules, you get this, you win everything. The eel is a ray-finned fish, but which order of animals does it belong to? I forgot about your bullshit bonus questions <laughs> until just now. Order of animals. I don't yeah. know. What's an eel? Is an eel not a category of of aquatic creature? No, it, that's a ray-finned fish. Uh, but what order does it belong to? The order of, what's it called? Hoods and bones? <laughs> what? What was your secret society called? Meat and bones. Meat and bones. Anyway. No, it's the order of anguilliforms. So again, you don't you steam a good ham. You don't steam a good ham. You've lost again. Thank you very sorry, much. Yusuf. I tried to you're, help you. You're not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, listen again, guys. Sorry we've been away. Um, yep. Happy New Year to you all. Um, hope you're all well. Hope you're not in lockdown. Well, you probably are, to be honest. So, yeah. you know, make the most of it. Um, enjoy your time with your family and stuff. And um, 
we'll hopefully have another episode for you next week. Thank you as always for listening, rating, for loving us. And we love all of you, especially you, Eugene. So thank you very much. Um, Anything else you want to say to the dear listeners, Yusuf? If you want to get in contact, please do at pressdeactionbuttonpod at gmail.com. Yes, we really appreciate that. So write us, review us, you know, share us, whatever you want. We're here for you. Yeah. Always. Thank you to the people who, um, I know people maybe sitting at home a lot over Christmas and New Year's or if you're off work or whatever. So uh, people have been listening recently. So thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, I know it's really frustrating when we put out a new episode. Um, but yeah, we're going to get back to normal now. So tune in again soon. Yeah, thank you. Until then. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.